Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, welcome to Rewatchability. My name is Blaine Waters. With me as always is... Robert Larone. And joining us this week is... Johnny Walker. <laughs> rewatchability <laughs> is the podcast where we rewatch old movies and TV shows to see if they hold up over time. This week... We are doing well. It was a guest suggestion. Yeah, Johnny, this one's on yeah. you, man. Yeah, we're yeah. we're gonna blame you straight away. No, I I'll, I can take it. <laughs> <laughs> I can I can take the hit, and it's 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 a big one because <laughs> oh, the film is in fact the big hit. Yeah, I thought you were gonna say Gandhi. <laughs> <laughs> What a stinker that movie! Not rewatchable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it is. Yeah, uh, this week we are going to talk about the big hit. But before we begin, I just wanted to thank our, our Patreon. Thank you, uh, Patreon guys. Thank you so much for for giving us one. Guys, they could be girls too. Why are you making it like a gender thing? I I really split the our audience in two. Why are you there. implying there's more than one? that's true guys and girl thank you so much for giving to uh to patreon every podcast we put out it's very uh it's very nice you can give one three five dollars a month and it keeps us going here yeah yeah so thank you very much and if you want to do that yourself you can go to patreon.com slash rewatchability yeah we won't have to take on extra gigs on the side (laughs) like hitman gigs yeah that's (laughs) right It seems like that's the message of this movie is moonlighting, bad idea. (laughs) Right. Yeah. yeah. Don't kidnap as your moonlighting game. didn't work out for Bruce Willis and Civil Shepard. Right. (laughs) She was in that, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's That's a good – that's deep. That's a deep cut. (laughs) Did it not work out for them? Well, (laughs) I guess it did. I don't know. (laughs) I haven't rewatched the series. Yeah. Well, next time on Rewatchability, <laughs> Moonlighting. Everyone wants to know if that's rewatchable. Rob, when did you first see the big hit? You're pointing at the wrong guy because I did not see this movie. You never so... saw this movie? No. Oh. I, I missed this one. You know, this was the 90s. This came out in 1998. This was like yeah. during the avalanche of action comedies with like flashy visuals. Slow-mo that's not really slow-mo. Yeah. yeah. So it sort of like came with a lot of other things. I don't even think I'd ever heard of this movie, to be honest. Uh, but I was just going along with it because I don't want people to not like me. Right. You know? You're a nice guy. You're a nice guy. Uh, yeah. Like like Marky Mark in this movie, you're just a nice guy. Well, don't compare me to him. He's a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. No, and, and there's a difference between Marky Mark and Melvin Smiley, his yeah. iconic character from the movie The Big <laughs> right. Hit. Yeah, there's we have to separate difference. the art from yeah. the artist here. Yeah, exactly. He has range as an actor, so he's playing someone completely different. I do feel that, I think that this movie was like number one at the Canadian box office for like at least a week. Really? Shame on you. Canada. Well, that might be because it you. was filmed in Canada. We were just mm-hmm. like, we wanted to see all of our neighborhoods on the big screen. Eh? Oh, Hamilton's there. Look yeah. at that. At Toronto. Oh, Pickering. yeah. It's that whole <laughs> sequence at like the Elgin Winter Garden Theater lobby. Yeah, that's right. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Very familiar to me. Yeah. When did you first see this movie, Johnny? I saw it. I guess when it came out in 97, was it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I saw it in the theaters. By myself, because <laughs> no. um, 
that was me. That's my truth. <laughs> that was you back then? <laughs> I, I, that's my truth. There's nothing wrong with that. Sure, I'm just going to sit in that truth. I, I was in grade <laughs> seven. I didn't have friends, so I would oh. go to see maybe... The Big Blake? Hit or American Pie or 54 by myself. Oh, damn. You saw 54 in the theaters by yourself? That is true. <laughs> Man. <laughs> I felt bad watching it on TMN when my parents weren't home. <laughs> also, I was the only person in the theater. Well, that for, makes it better. For Studio 54? Yes. There wasn't even some creepy guy in the back? It was just you and Mike Myers. <laughs> yeah. No, I remember like when they the credits rolled and they start showing all of these like pictures from the actual Studio 54 and I was like, "Oh, that's kind of cool" and like staying to watch them and then just like the people who worked at the movie theater coming in and being like, "Can you just leave? There's like you're the only person here. We want to clean the theater." We weren't even supposed like, to like we're let turning, you in. <laughs> we're turning this movie off now. Like you don't need to stay and watch the credits. Go home, kid. It doesn't play again, kid. <laughs> um, was there a crowd for the big hit? You said it was like one of the more popular movies back then. I think that, that I was not the only person in well, the that's theater, nice. and I enjoyed the movie and subsequently purchased it on VHS. Oh, man. so it was a big hit with you. It was a huge hit with <laughs> me. Huge. And yeah. and I remember watching it on VHS frequently and showing it to my friends and cousins and being like, here's a movie I can stand behind <laughs> yeah, yeah. as quality this, entertainment. If you know this movie, you know me. That's yeah. what you were saying to them. Yeah, it's like, this is a piece of my heart <laughs> right. that I'm happy to share. Melvin yeah. Smiley is a man for the ages. A man for and all every seasons. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, every how, how did how did the audience react? Was the audience like? Do you remember the audience being like, "Boo, Marky Marky Saga"? Or was it like? This I is think good. everyone was on the same page as me. Yeah, because it was the nineties. Yeah, we, yeah. And, and it was a sort of no one knew better. Maybe we had seen a single John Woo movie, right. or maybe we had just Impossible seen too. like a trailer for Face Off, and we're right. sort of like, I kind of get the sort of style that this is going for. Right. Yeah. And, you know, Christina Applegate. Yeah. That's kind of Great. fun. Yeah, for sure. Popping up in there. <laughs> Racially diverse group of comedic hitmen. Like, that seemed very <laughs> 90s and fun. Yeah. Yeah, it was like a college application flyer. It was like the cover. It was you amazing. Know, I remember being very charmed by Blue Diamond Phillips and China Chow. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, introducing China Chow. Yeah. LEP is great in this. Let me just put that out there right Blue now. Blue Diamond Phillips. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty good. And when, when isn't he? I don't know. <laughs> he, he earned the diamond in his name, that's for sure. That, oh, <laughs> his comedy. Nice. Very sharp. That's nice. Yeah. That's I know, great. I thought this movie was funny and exciting and everything I wanted. Yeah. Wow. Okay, interesting. Like, I didn't see this movie in the theaters, but I rented it on VHS, and I remember thinking that, although I don't know, it's a muddled memory, I don't know which came out first, but Gross Point Blank is, there's so much right. kind of similar in this also movie. Also about a hitman. Mm. Also about a hitman. A comedy. A comedy. There's there's like a point where the girl that he's into is crawling behind him as he's shooting at people, and they break up in that moment. Like there's right. there's scenes from that movie plucked that into the sad movie. old trope. <laughs> exactly. and, I mean, it's all very post Pulp Fiction, right? Yeah, yeah. sort of oh. like here are these sort of hitmen, but they are they're quippy and charming. we're all post Pulp Fiction after that Tarantino shit came out about Uma oh. Thurman. Oh no, yeah, yeah, yeah. never yeah. get in a car with Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, but I remember thinking that, like, the Big Death Hit... Proof was a documentary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I remember thinking that the Big Hit was, like, the action was so good in it. Like, I remember thinking that, like, oh, the yeah, plot right. wasn't great. It wasn't crazy funny, but the action was so good. Yeah. I remember uh, now, it really distinctly. Yeah. Like, the, the night vision scene and the bungee right. jumping out of the window. The bungee jumping is memorable because he kills people What's while bungee jumping. That, the breakdancing right? shooting. Oh, yeah. That part's good. Oh, the breakdancing shooting is great. Yeah. Coming back in Zoolander with the <laughs> breakdance fighting. Yeah, I remember kind of liking it and being like, it's a lesser gross point blank, but, like, it's still, like, a great movie. And I regret ever, ever thinking <laughs> that, <laughs> as I'm sure you regret loving it, Johnny. <laughs> All right, let's get into the plot. Rob, want to run us down? Okay, so it's about this hitman who is played by Marky Mark Wahlberg. His name is Melvin Smiley. Right. <laughs> so we know right away that he's like a nice guy. When I see Marky Mark, I think that guy looks like a Melvin Smiley. <laughs> <laughs> and he plays this hitman 
And he's part of this crew, like we said, with Lou Diamond Phillips and Bokeem Woodbine. Oh, he's so mm-hmm. good. Yeah. I actually quite like him in this movie. <laughs> he, he was good. And Antonio Sabato Jr. Oh, for a second. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's like he had to go do another movie or something in the middle of this <laughs> yeah, one. Exactly. Peace out, guys. This mm-hmm. sucks. Yeah. And they're all working for Captain Sisko. <laughs> <laughs> Avery yeah. Brooks. Yeah. Is this like a, a crime terrifying boss. Avery Brooks. Well, he's terrifying in everything. I yeah. mean, he was terrifying as soon as he shaved his head. When he was, like, in the first couple seasons of Deep Space Nine, he's, like, just, like, a, a badass, very yeah. captain-y sort of guy. But then when he shaved his head and got the goatee, he's like, like he, he means business. Yeah, he's the evil version of himself now. Yeah. I've heard that he said that he built his career out of taking the roles Lawrence Fishburne turned down. <laughs> <laughs> and that feels, like, quite apt That's for this pretty film. Funny. Oh, yeah. Probably. Sure. Yeah. But he's very charismatic. Oh, he's yeah, he's he's great. He's, he's one of the better parts of the film. That's what I was about to say. Yeah, for sure. So these guys, they do all these like big hits, and their first one is like this huge one at the Elgin Theater, which is funny because I used to work at the Elgin Theater. Right. How many people got shot there? We're dragging bodies out the stage door every night. It was you were not sure. Yeah, yeah. But I couldn't believe the sequence. Like this whole movie fell apart for me because there's this one part where the elevators come up. There's like these amazing ornate like old school. Right. elevators yeah, yeah. and the mob Rot boss who they're like trying to kill the elevator comes up and there's nobody in them another elevator comes up and there's nobody in it but that doesn't happen because they're man-operated elevators <laughs> oh <laughs> so, well that's true there had to be somebody in there i mean this is why people listen to rewatchability <laughs> just For to get inside the, knowledge <laughs> insight into these amazing movies <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> that's pretty great. But apparently, like, Avery Brooks is kind of a tight ass because he's not paying his guys enough. They all have to fight over this, like, bonus. And Marky Mark, we've already seen, he's been spending all of his money. He's got a double life going uh-huh. on. It's, With multiple gold diggers. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. pretty. It's not great for the women no, in this movie. This movie hates women. Oh, it, it hates everyone, this movie. Yeah. Not but, Marky Mark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's weird because he's like a nice guy that's a hitman, which is talked about in this movie. Uh, that's kind of like it's like you're a hitman, you kill people. All the people right. that love those people, they probably don't like you very much. Which is like okay, you address that a little bit, but then he's also like sleeping around with two women. Yeah, and it, he's that's not a good guy thing to do. Right, uh, but that's right. never. No, he's addressed. not a good guy. He's a nice guy. <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh, the nice guy syndrome. This was pre-nice guy syndrome that hadn't been diagnosed yet. (laughs) It was actually named for Dr. Philip Nice. Right, (laughs) right. Who's an okay guy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, he's got the one gold digger at his one place. And I think even before, like, the the scene at the Elgin, he's, like, bringing these garbage bags full Full of of bodies. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is like to his girlfriend's house. Is that is that like a smart move as a hitman to just be carrying around dead bodies to all these places that you frequently visit? Oh no, Rob! Like these hitmen are the worst hitmen in the entire world. They the way they shoot is, is they shoot by breakdancing. They're not trying to hit any. They, mm-hmm. They're horrible hitmen. <laughs> That's true. I can't. They're mismen. You, you lay down some cardboard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Play a sick beat, please. Stopped for that little espresso break in the middle of the one hit. Oh yeah. That was kind of funny, though. It's like a little bit of a cute moment. Yeah, because the two guys that were uh, that were kind of stealing money from Melvin Smiley, making him do all the work in the hit, were like mm-hmm. having tea on the outside. That was kind yeah. of funny. Well, that's, his like, pushoverness even extends to his work life because he kills all the guys at the Elgin. Yeah, and, he's doing all the work. And then nice guy. Lou Diamond Phillips is sort of like <laughs> coming up behind and then shooting their corpses and being like, there's mm-hmm. one for me. Yeah. <laughs> And sexually harassing those women who were to be sold into the white slave trade. Right. Which is yeah. oh, yeah, an interesting right. detail. Yeah, that I had making forgotten. homophobic remarks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I feel like that was the moment <laughs> into the movie where I was like, what did I do? I'm so embarrassed that I like remembered this movie fondly and made this happen to people. Yeah. Like when it's like those women <laughs> that they've tried to kidnap and sell into slavery. And then I guess these hitmen kind of save them because yeah. they kill bad people. They're right. good guys. And they um, <laughs> and the women get thrown into the hot tub. Yeah, yeah. And then Lou Diamond Phillips is just immediately like hey, harassing yeah. them. Yeah. Well Marky Mark's also like, hey ladies. But then yeah. he has to go kill the rest of the guys. Well, he's like, hey, ladies. <laughs> yeah, he's and then, you know, one of he them has, it. like, the, <laughs> he can help it. the sang-froid to 
<laughs> to like when he asks for her number to be like nine one one, right? Which somebody should call. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of writhing corpses. He just calls them lesbians and walks out of the room. And <laughs> yeah, says, damn lesbians. Well, that's an the, ugly that's, moment. That's the nice guy syndrome. He must be a nice guy too. You know, yeah. <laughs> like any girl you hit on that doesn't reciprocate, definitely a lesbian. Well, we're not supposed to like him, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 But even yeah, even Marky Mark is weird in that scene, and also like he can't fire a gun without flipping or jumping in some fashion, which I I find I, I, that's I mean that's, that's just the how appeal of the movie. Haven't you been to a shooting range? <laughs> you got to run, then right. jump, spin. Yeah, sir, please leave the shooting <laughs> range. <laughs> Never give him out of that man. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. And also, yeah. like, there's a point where he throws in, like, flashbangs because they're all wearing these night vision goggles, which right. is which is smart from playing Counter-Strike. I've learned that. And <laughs> But then he does this whole th- They take off their, their goggles or whatever, and then he goes and, and takes the curtains down from the windows to shoot them all because he's blinding them again, I guess. Yeah. Uh, nothing makes sense. Even the shots, like, he'll shoot a... Well, someone will get hit. Wear, yeah, they were all wearing the night vision goggles when they... They put on the thing, so yeah. I guess that was supposed to like extra blind them. Uh, yeah, he was more wearing, light. He was wearing sunglasses, not just because he's fucking cool, Marky Mark. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. But also to block out their, you know, flash grenade. But I, I can't believe I thought the action in this movie was good. Like, th- there's no cohesion in yeah. any shot. Like, some guy thinks he killed Marky Mark, and then he gets shot twice in the chest, and then Marky Mark comes up and shoots the gun twice, but the guy's already down. Like, those scenes should be flipped in the edit. There's no... Anyway. Oh, I didn't notice that. All the stuff. They're just shooting and people are falling. He could have been faking it. Maybe that's, like, a good technique if somebody's ever trying to shoot you. Just go bang, bang, and fall down. (laughs) (laughs) Just just yell... Bang, bang, into the air and be like, I guess I got him. Just yell, bang, bang, and fall down? (laughs) That sounds like a gunshot. (laughs) What would you do? (laughs) I'd die. I'd probably just die. Yeah, I guess... Anyway, so he saves these women. He goes no, back it, to Avery. It doesn't really have. Any, does it have anything to do with them? I no, don't think that they're not. That, a, they're incidental. It just happens that while he's going to shoot this guy in a bathrobe, he happens to be buying these sex slaves. Yeah, <laughs> that was just a way to get like women in a hot tub into that scene. Yeah, yeah. that's the only reason that happens. Yeah, yeah. this is going to make this movie a big hit. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh. oh, see the producers are thinking. Yeah, with their noses. But then, so ba- but then, Lou Diamond Phillips. When Avery Brooks is like distributing the cash and the bonus, which we know that Marky Mark really needs because his mistress is keeps on asking him for you mm-hmm. know money. She's yeah. asking for twenty five thousand dollars for her bills. Yeah, and he's supposed to get the bonus because he took out the guy. But Lou Diamond Phillips argues that, oh, he was still alive and I had to finish him off. And the other two douchebags corroborate. Mm-hmm. So they're not great friends either. No. No, you, you want you want this, this group to be tight-knit, but they're yeah. not. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they have like a good rapport. Yeah. But... Is that what you how you describe their locker room scene? <laughs> Something oh, like that. Their locker room scene is also someone being like, "This will be a big <laughs> to show their butts as much as possible." Well, yeah. and that is when I realized why I actually liked that movie <laughs> because of the quips. And it was very embarrassing. I was like, "Oh no, this is the real reason yeah. you watched this movie a lot." And small curves on, on big mess. Yeah. Yeah, that it's it's kind of hot. Like there's a lot that the sequence where like all of them get naked and they're they all look lovely. Yeah, it's very homoerotic throughout the whole movie. Like Mark Wahlberg is often unnecessarily shirtless. Like even when yeah, I feel like he's hanging out with he's his an underwear model. Parents. It's his natural state. Yeah. He's, like, <laughs> making breakfast for Lainey Kazan and Elliot Gould, and he's, like, his shirt's off for some reason, yeah. you know? like Matthew it's... McConaughey was taking notes at this point. <laughs> yeah. All right, all right. And all then right. I, I, yeah, I, was, I, was, I was watching it with my boyfriend, and he pointed out that in the sequence when they're all naked in the locker room together, yeah. and then Bokeem Woodbine starts talking about how now that he has discovered masturbation, he doesn't need to have sex with women anymore. Yeah. He's like, I, he was like, I've literally seen like so many gay porns that's like open with this scenario. It's like, <laughs> really? Check out the six pack. Looking kind of diesel, the kid. I get my workout swerve all six days a week. Yo, you gonna stand there and tell me you ain't never jerked your dick in your whole life until last week? That's bullshit, man. I never needed to. I've been fucking 
since I was 10. Yo, I can relate to that. What, what, what? Cisco! Cisco, yo. But I can't wear green, baby. Catch my eyes, you know what I'm saying? It's gonna look good on you, though. What's the move, man? We're gonna be late. Shit. Hey, yo, Vinny. Yo. You hear the news? What's up? This fool claimed he don't bone females no more since he just now discovered ringing his rag. Is that true? No doubt. It's not maintenance, ass. Huh? <laughs> it's like the next beat of this should be sort of like, oh, like, why don't you show us how you do it? Like, that's, the <laughs> that's where that scene is going. <laughs> The big dick is the, is the porn version of this That's movie. That's what it's called. Sure. And yeah. then that becomes like, Richard, come over here. That becomes the only character trait that for Bokeem Woodbine. Yeah, that's right. You every in every scene, even at like the end where he's like warning Marky Mark, yo, you got to get out of town. They're coming for you. He's like buying lotion and he's like, don't give me any of this aloe vera shit. Yeah. What? And exercising his hands. Yeah. I, you know what? I kind of thought that was kind of funny. It was pretty hilarious. I liked it too. (laughs) I thought it was like one of the only running gags that worked in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. The poster of him at the end as the like number one adult video renter. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I thought that was kind of funny. It's very, it's very weird. And that he was like, he had never masturbated because he'd been having sex since he was 10, which is sort of like. He was abused. Yeah. It's it's like, okay, what does that mean? Uh, there's, yeah, he's, all those guys in the locker room were like, trauma. is this That's a cry sure. for help, man? It's an or? upsetting, yeah, it's an upsetting line of thought <laughs> turn into the, the best running gag. Well, it's no. only the first of many upsetting uh-huh. running thoughts. So, because Marky Mark is a pushover and lets Lou Diamond Phillips take his bonus, also his wife gives a whole bunch of money to her dad for some reason, so he needs some extra cash. And so Lou Diamond Phillips has this moonlighting gig that he offers to cut Marky Mark in on. And Marky Mark initially isn't interested because it seems like it's one of the rules of being a bad guy that you're not supposed to take on extra jobs. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, you're supposed to be dedicated. These assassins have a real moral code, <laughs> yeah. Sure. Don't drive an Uber on the weekends. That could get you killed. (laughs) (laughs) No one wants that. No. But he relents and uh, agrees to take on this gig. And it's a little bit different for him because he's a hitman and this is a kidnapping. Mm -hmm. He doesn't do unauthorized kidnapping. Yeah. I think you need to be authorized to do anything in this world as like a hitman. (laughs) In Canada, you do. It's kind of like to get a permit to kidnap. Yeah, yeah. But you can can do that, but you have to send in the French and English forms. And you have to ask nicely. Fortunately, this kidnapping involves a lot of murder immediately. Yeah. Well, he has no moral problem with that. (laughs) Yeah. But keeping somebody against their will. Yeah. That's where he draws a line. Well, and this is kind of where his his friends are trying to be his quote-unquote friends because he's talking to his mistress and she's like, I need money, Melvin, which is what I assume mistresses do in this movie. <laughs> but and she doesn't even really need it. No, right? but she but Melvin's yeah, a pushover. She him. can get it. Mm-hmm. So she's yelling at him and he like has these really bad stomach cramps from all right, the he's ulcers. Like chugging Maalox. Yeah, yeah exactly. I remember thinking that was a hilarious detail. Yeah, me too. Yeah, <laughs> but it's it's pretty arch, um, and it's played really big. And and then uh, Lou Diamond Films is like, "Hey, man, you gotta like, you gotta stand up to her, Melvin. Like, you gotta." And he's trying to support him, which yeah. is nice. And then he kills that man in the limo. <laughs> so that kind of negates him being nice. The chauffeur? Or, the chauffeur. Yeah. 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 That's the one, too, because I feel like he's like, most of the people I've killed have been really bad. Yeah. But that was like, that was just a chauffeur. Yeah. The guy was stopping to see if they had car trouble. He was actually seemed like a nice person. <laughs> the only nice person in this yeah, movie. I mean, and he works for tips, basically. Like, how much you get paid as a limo driver? Yeah, and well, like, maybe he's he an assassin that... being a limo driver on the side. Oh, my God. Yeah, he probably was a bad guy. Well, then he kills that, like, rich <laughs> teen rapist, and that's, yeah. like, a bit more. Well, oh, well, Marky Mark. We have to get to that because yeah. it's like their job is to kidnap the daughter of this businessman the japanese businessman and so they go oh, to oh my god yeah, yeah we'll get to that too <laughs> we, so they go and he pretends to be the chauffeur and he goes to pick her up at school and i think like when i read the trivia of this movie they said that it was a college but it seems like a high school it's got to be a high school right no well, it's a hundred percent a high school yeah and the, all the Girls are wearing high school, school girl uniforms, uniforms yeah. yeah, including Keiko is her name. And do uh, they ever say her name at the end? Mm. <laughs> she doesn't need a name in this movie. It's I mean, horrible. Yeah. yeah, and he gets her in the limousine, and her like well, douchebag boyfriend, yeah. also sort of like gets in, insists on getting in. 
And before this, we, we learned that Marky Mark is kind of into her because he sees a picture of her. And he's like, oh, that's, that's, the, that's the person we're kidnapping? Say hi to your mother for me. <laughs> he's like, yeah, that's the, kid, that's the person. And then when he picks her up, he's in the little cap, in his little cute cap. And, uh, and like, say hi to your mother for me. And she's like, oh, that's cute. And she, she kind of goes, you're the new chauffeur, like really kind yeah, of into him. Yeah, she's into him. And so we learn right that there's a mutual attraction between mm-hmm. this high school girl and this grown hitman. And that makes it okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, he murdered the previous chauffeur that presumably she had like a relationship with, you know. Oh, yeah. She was, was like, like someone she knew from her life. If it was this movie, it's probably a real. Relationship. <laughs> yeah, so he t- he takes her in the car, and then the yeah. the he's driving her, and then like the douchebag boyfriend is getting like really fresh with her, or as we call it today, <laughs> not respecting consent. Yeah, no assaulting. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's no, it's really a, it's a full on attempted rape. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah and Marky sure. Mark. He is not going to stand for that. He no, is a not, nice guy. At least not for long. Like, he stands for it for about, like, two minutes while it's going on. He yeah. lets it happen for a little while before he stops it, which is like, mm-hmm. I don't know, just stop. Th- just say something. Melvin? God damn it. Well, he doesn't say anything no. so no. much as shoot that guy in the face yeah. in the middle of the attempted rape, <laughs> which is probably maybe even more traumatizing <laughs> yeah. than it already was. <laughs> <This> poor woman. <laughs> yeah. But don't worry, she's not really human. None of these characters are human. Yeah. Uh, they don't react to anything like a human being yeah, would. That, yeah, notably, right. like, everyone... I mean, from, like, Marky Mark's girlfriend, when she puts her foot into, like, a melting, like, chopped-up body. Oh, my God, yeah. And yeah. she's like, that guy looks really cute. Yeah. But does this not smell? <laughs> like, he's carrying around in, like, glad garbage bags, and not even, the guy, like, the, the good ones. that he was carrying around, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, yeah. like... And then she's like, sorry, Melvin, it's a real turnoff. And and then there's like a moment where Marky Mark is like, hmm, and kind (laughs) of like, you see him like tuck his boner away? Yeah. He he definitely fondles himself over a corpse. (laughs) That happens in this movie. They actually were going to put the thing in it like just in Boogie Nights, (laughs) but uh, they cut it out. Anyway, she kind of thanks him a bit for that. She's a little scared, but she's like, you know, thank you for killing this guy yeah. that was about to rape mm-hmm. me. And then but drives. Be careful of his crystal. Oh yeah, yeah. He he has his stuff in an app. A teenager oh. is bringing a suitcase full of crystal Speak home for, for the holidays. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's like the high school graduation gift. I have no idea. They all meet. Sparsky salesman. (laughs) And Lou Diamond Phillips has this like kind of thing for her to read that she says into the phone. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I thought that dialogue here was kind of funny. All that part is pretty funny. Actually, like I found the parts with like Lou Diamond Phillips kind of funny. Like the situation is like ridiculous. Yeah. But he's like really comedic. Oh yeah, and the, yeah, she's reading the hostage note literally, right. and whoever wrote it, yeah, can't, can't re- spell, yeah, can't spell, yeah, and yeah. you know, and we're finding out right away that she's not going to be your usual yeah. kidnapping victim. Like uh, <laughs> she's a cool kidnapping victim, <laughs> right? She's right? Sassy. like she's a sassy, a sassy kidnapping. She basically is like her then. character is that Amy Schumer sketch about the cool girl. <laughs> Of, of like like to everything that happens like right. with all the kidnapping she's like no don't worry it's fine like I'm cool with it I'll bury the bodies like I'm not like not like those other girls I'm like, one of I'm the not, boys I'm yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. I yeah. can totally kidnap myself yeah <laughs> yeah so they kidnap her and yeah. this is like sort of a problem because it turns out that first of all her dad just became bankrupt because he spent all of his money self-financing uh, a some, horrible movie some movie mm-hmm. i think this a vanity was, project this I, is like a meta joke in the movie someone must have lost money making this movie and they put that i don't know yeah. taste the golden spray that's what the movie within the movie is it called is. yeah which is classy i think <laughs> yeah I think bokeem woodbine rented that one too <laughs> <laughs> And so her dad has no more money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, He's and run out of e- money. but even worse. Yeah, even worse. He is friends with Avery Brooks, who is their all's all boss. Yeah, and in addition, he's her godfather. Right. Right. Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> bad. But this is the part they the, did no research into the, this. No, 
yeah. Oh, the seppuku. Yeah, yeah that's right. Also, so when, when Lou Diamond Phillips calls him to tell him, like, hey, we have your daughter. Yeah. Or Melvin has your daughter, as it were. But he's um, in the middle of this, like, racist comedy bit. And so <laughs> it's really hard. I remember thinking that was so funny, too, as a kid. And it's so racist. It's horrible. It is. Yeah. <laughs> he's about, yeah, he's you're, a, you're not wrong. Yeah, he's about to, like, commit. Uh, well, o- opera singing. Yeah, while yeah. opera singing. Oh. And then he keeps on getting this phone call that interrupts him killing himself, which is like the gag of it. Happens to me every time. (laughs) (laughs) I have to stop the car and air out the garage. God. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's horrible. Anyway. The worst part is it's not honorable if you get interrupted by a phone call. (laughs) Right. Like, take the phone off the hook. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, but... And it's not even culturally accurate because you need a guy behind you to cut off your head in case you can't twist out your own knife into your guts. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But all these assassins are on the hook. That worked way better before before you said your thing. (laughs) No, no, I'm just kidding. With Avery Brooks. And we're going to talk about that when we come back after this. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome back to Rewatchability. We have Johnny Walker with us. We're talking about the big hit. And let's get back into it. We just discovered that Avery Brooks is finding out his goddaughter was kidnapped by horrible men. Yeah. Mm-hmm. By Marky Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So he's not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Check every Wahlbergers within a 50-mile radius. <laughs> and then it's a part of the – it's like not part of the plan that she has is supposed to be at Marky Mark's house, right? No, because she – She's at the mistress's house because that's basically where he, like, it's like a storage locker for, like, dead bodies mm-hmm. or, like, hostages. Mistresses. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Your copy of King Kong Lives. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we got to talk about that because that is, like, it's the a huge thread which point. ties this all together. Yeah. <sighs> She's been extorting him for money all this time and he hasn't given her enough of it, she feels. So her and her boyfriend decide that they're going to just take what they have and go to L.A. or whatever. And so they drop off his shit at the house. Now, this is when his wife has just invited her parents over, mm-hmm. Elliot Gould and the other lady. Lainey Kazan. Yeah. <laughs> She's a star. Is she related to Elliot Kazan? I don't know oh. that, actually. And I've always wondered. Oh. <laughs> But no, she's internet. famous in her own right. Okay. Okay. Well, what, what is she famous from? She was in... She didn't name names, did she? <laughs> I, I hope not. She's been in a ton of movies. She was in One from the Heart by Francis Ford Coppola. Oh. And she was also like a, like a pretty successful singer mm. in a sort of like, like kind of nightclub-y right. tradition. She's like that and stuff. Uh, yeah, she, yeah, yeah. She's if she's someone that like gay people know who she is. <laughs> oh, honest. okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because the parents are coming over. Elliot Gould has this thing where he can't drink, or else that would they be won't, horrible. They won't let him drink. They won't let him drink, or else yeah, that would be horrible. Right. It's really we, condescending. And he goes crazy when he has a drink. And so I remember as a kid, like that being a big deal, like him doing something insane with guns or something but that never happens i thought it was no, gonna he just be really stands fun. up for himself yeah he just starts like drunkenly <laughs> this talking it's all like women oppressing men and men just have to realize that they need to say no stand up for themselves yeah. oh god don't so be so horrible. hit men and drink <laughs> god yeah yeah it's really and it's really basically movie. those characters are all in the movie so that they can like toss in some Jewish jokes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, There's like a bunch of, yeah, the stereotypical Jewish mom stuff. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. For sure. (laughs) There's like a big thing where they have a conversation where she hasn't told her parents that Marky Mark is a goyim. Right. Which, uh, yeah. In there. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Have you? Well, now she told. Okay. I was like, that's a big surprise. She didn't care. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think those parents, those actors are are funny together. They should have been given funnier Elliot lines. Elliot great. Yeah. He's uh, he's amazing. Yeah, I like that, like, she's she thinks he's a fox and everything. The, the mother thinks he's a fox. 
You know, I like I like that. Thinks like, Marky Mark's a fox? No, the the dad is a fox. They, she's they're still so attracted to, to each other over the over the years. Really? What? What movie yeah. did you I watch? Did, I did not get that. From no, like, there's there's, no. A, there's a whole speech she gives. Like, look at your dad. He's like a virile young man. She gives this whole speech. She's like really into him. That is not what I took that, away from. She their has a speech about like how she believes she is still a ravishing creature, yeah. and he just keeps like shaming her for having had a plastic surgery. Yeah, no, he doesn't like her, but she <laughs> she is attracted to him. She, she tells Christina Applegate. <laughs> oh, I, but that's because then like they're like she's like, look how handsome your father is, and then it like pans over to him, and he like burps and like let, yeah, like, he has, lets his belly out. And yeah, stuff. yeah, for sure. Yeah. They're, All right, they're a very loving couple. They're very nice. They're yeah. how I learned what a healthy relationship. Is. Elliot Gould seems kind of embarrassed to be in the movie. Yeah, oh, this definitely. is not one of his like you know yeah. greatest roles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like trying to hide in every scene, like <laughs> hiding his face behind a hanging pot and stuff. Elliot, can you step to the side? No, no, no. I gotta call Robert Altman again. <laughs> I do think that, and I remember thinking this at the time, and I still at least had a little bit of admiration for this. In the sequence where the girlfriend drops off both China Chow and a bunch of like dead yeah. body parts, and it's then there's neat. all this kind of choreography of yeah. like bringing like the yeah. kidnapped girl and the body parts in and out of oh, all it's these like different a farce. rooms. Yeah, there's yeah. like yeah. doors opening and people going through them and coming out other doors. I thought yeah. I was at the Comedy Francais. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it has a bit of a madcap like Blake Edwards feel yeah. that is actually like kind of fun and works. Yes. It is fun and it does work. And there's, like there's pockets of fun in this movie. They just don't exist mm-hmm. for the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. pockets of fun. Pockets. Isn't that your high school nickname? <laughs> it definitely wasn't Bokeem Woodbines. <laughs> so. Yeah, well, so he yeah eventually, like, manages to hide it all, and they, like, go to temple or something. Mm-hmm. Because they're Jewish, in case you hadn't yeah. realized. Or they go shopping. They go to Templar shopping is the only two <laughs> things they do in this movie. But this is where he, like... Kind of gets to know his kidnapping victim a little bit. Oh, Marky yeah. There's Mark. a whole Stockholm oh. Syndrome thing. I yeah. Mean, he, she of has sorts. To, this, in, in the most awkward scene ever put on camera, the, she, he has to, like, help her pee. And that is just the most Let's uncomfortable play, thing. Sure, Let's yeah. play a clip of that. Oh, God. Why? <laughs> why, Rob? Are you okay? Mm-hmm. Look, I'm going to take your gag off, but you got to promise not to scream. Oh, I don't suppose you could take these cuffs off, too. I'm sorry. I didn't think so. So I have to pee. Oh, yeah. Hey. Huh? I need a little help. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, I need help with my underwear. Unless you want oh. to take my cuffs off. Oh, Sorry. And now, and now that our podcast has been flagged yeah. <laughs> online. What's more romantic than helping a teenager you've kidnapped pull down their underwear so that they can urinate? Yeah. That's, and then yeah. when she's like, you have I'll to, tell like, you what's I'm, more romantic. That stuffing of raw chicken. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. God. <laughs> oh, I forgot. I forgot about that scene. That's not burned into your brain forever. Yeah, I tried no. to forget. That it's was uh, very yeah. uh, so sensual. He, so he has to cook dinner. I thought he would bind right there. Yeah. <laughs> no, you didn't. No, I didn't. Uh, hopefully not. No, I didn't. Um, yeah, so he, not have he, any has, lotion. he has to... <laughs> oh, God. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm really sorry. Just... Uh, no, I'm not going to make any more jokes. Use gravy. Yeah, I was going to go. I didn't go there, Johnny. Damn it. Anyway, Let's get so, basted. So there's a. Oh. Oh. Okay, guys. No stuffing. Do you references. stuff a, t- a chicken though? 
I don't know. You know, you not can that stuff way. a lot of things. <laughs> you don't stuff it that way. Yeah. No one wants to be handled that well, way. Well, it seems like somebody's going to get stuffed. But yeah. Because it, it's, it's a scene where they kind of go in on, like, them Marky Mark stuffing this chicken, then she yeah, starts, they gotta like... Yeah, they got to make a kosher dinner for her parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Oh, because they're Jewish. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yes. Oh, you're finally getting it. Getting yeah. it now. Yeah, yeah. And the camera pans down to his hands making it, and then her hands come in. She still has, like, the handcuffs on, I yeah. think, at this point. And they're – and not only are they just touching the chicken and massaging the chicken, they start, like, massaging each chicken. other's hands yeah. Yeah. while inside a chicken. <laughs> it's it's the weirdest porn I've ever seen. It's awful. That's a, that's a fun way to get salmonella. <laughs> <laughs> And then, yeah. then, like, she gets, like, you want to play chicken? Squirted That's not all how over you play chicken. Thighs. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. You're right. Oh, my God. <laughs> and he's got to wipe it all up. Yeah. She's a minor. That character is a minor. I know. Right? Let's just. And to, and to wipe it up, he literally lays her down on a counter. And I'm like, oh, I'm. Oh, no. Hopefully yeah. this isn't a chicken scene again. Mm-hmm. It's just. Yeah, it's horrible. It's a horrible thing. And thank God she, like. Hits him over the head with a meat tenderizer at this point. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember. Why didn't they use that tenderizer on the chicken? That's what it's there for. Right. Damn it. I remember loving that she did that at the time because I was like, oh, like, she's not falling in love with him. Right. Like, like, she's she's an idiot and, like, she's just this, like, brilliant teenager who's trying to escape from his clutches. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or is it Stockholm Syndrome or is it both? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and because they, it's weird. It's played so sincerely with that song. It's they're trying to do a ghost thing, like where they like make pottery together, but it's right. with a chicken. It's yeah. awful. Yeah, yeah. And then she tries to run, and he he grabs her, and yeah. and uh, and they're back to the good old kidnapper hostage situation. Like bashes her over the head. Like he knocks her out, right? Yeah, he's like says something scary to her too. Like, isn't it terrible that so many little living things have to die, or something like that? Oh, well, that's why she, like, bashes him over the head, because yeah. he's, like, kind of threatening her, even though he's not really threatening her, but it could be taken that way. You know, it, it was sexy at first, and then it got a bit dark. Yeah, it doesn't need to get dark. He's a kidnapper. Yeah. It's already dark. It also doesn't need to get sexy. <laughs> <laughs> but they but they have this, like, friendly banter yeah. the whole time, right? And she's sort of analyzing him. Yeah. Right. And then he's like, what? Break that down for me. And yeah. she's like, you're whipped. <laughs> <laughs> It's great. Uh, you just like you put yeah. you put one of the most like misogynist yeah. ideas of the film into the mouth of one of the female characters. Who you were it's trying a to clever make strong. Trick. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yes, that's how that's a strong female character. That's what yeah. that means. Exactly. And so Melvin's told that he needs to like get out of town because Lou Diamond Phillips is coming for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Lou Diamond Phillips has like stabbed him in the back. There's like all this stuff when they're planning the drop because they have the. Trace Buster. Oh, God, and yeah. Trace Buster Buster. Yeah, just in case that's Buster, being traced. Buster, Buster. But, but, you know, both of these pieces of equipment say Nishi Technologies on it. So, like, obviously, it clues you in. Obviously, Nishi, the guy, the businessman, is going to have, like, the ultimate Trace Buster Buster. Yeah, which he does. And that was that was funny. Yeah, it I didn't was... notice the Nishi equipment. That's pretty. That's pretty fun. Yeah. That's a nice detail. It's a yeah. very okay. poorly researched kidnapping. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like part of the problem is that Lou Diamond Phillips is bringing in the B team, like Robin Dunn's character. Oh yeah, Gump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so the we have this kind of like tense standoff at Melvin Smiley's fiance's house. Yeah, because they all converging. Yeah, on there. And the parents are home for their kosher yeah. dinner. The three bad guys come in and they they just pretend that they're just coming over for dinner. Yeah, which is so weird because I know that this is a comedy, but it's like it, tonally this movie is so off in so many different directions mm-hmm. that these guys sitting down in tuxedos, which they wear to kill people. I don't. It's just so weird. No one, uh-huh. no one bats an eye at anything that happens in, in this entire I like, movie. Well, Elliot Gould's drunk. Yeah, yeah. And everybody just waits for Elliot Gould to deliver this drunken speech while they all are hiding guns under the table. Yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> while it's a glass dining table and the dining room table cloth is being slowly pulled off mm-hmm. to reveal all the guns. That was pretty great. That's all right. I liked it. I liked it. Uh, and then Elliot Gould like vomits on Lou Diamond. <laughs> oh yeah. 
You know what? I remember thinking that was very, very funny when I was a kid, and it's still kind of funny now because even in the shootout when when Melba's shooting at him, Elliot Gould goes to like throw up again. Lou Diamond Phillips puts a pillow against yeah, his face yeah. so he doesn't throw up on That's him. That's kind of a nice moment. Yeah, it's kind of funny. And, and there's uh, that great standoff between Lou Diamond Phillips and Marky Mark where they both just keep like jumping up while the other one isn't there and just firing shots and then going and hiding again. Yeah. <laughs> no one... Like, what, is, what is it for? What are those shots for? It doesn't... The bullet, Yeah, I almost thought it was like being satirical or something at that point. <laughs> yeah, but it wasn't... And there's just... I don't know. It was... Lou's like kissing his guns. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Like, some of the comedy is, like, so over the top. Like, it's hard it to take it serious. Be, that it must be satirical? Like, it must be a send-up? Well, or it's, movie? like, tongue-in-cheek or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. Because, like... I feel like Lou Diamond Phillips knows what movies he's in. He's playing that. He's, yeah. He's definitely playing that. But Marky Mark is not playing that. Oh, uh, Marky Mark's... Like, he's bad. He sucks. He, like... I mean, he can be, like, a charismatic guy, which is terrible because he's a piece of shit. But <laughs> he does, like, the whole movie in his, like, say hi to your mother voice. Yeah. Like, oh, I know. I'm doing my innocent voice. Yeah. Hey, I have empathy. Yeah. You guys hear about the bees? <laughs> yeah, we heard about the bees, Mark. I think Mark. That, honestly, that, that kind of, like, worked for me as a choice. Yeah. I was like, that's who this character is. It's just right. this dumb voice. Yeah. Well, I guess you have to. I was trying to think about, like, he who else could I picture in this movie? Because... To, like, play a character who is supposed to be both a pushover and a hitman, those seem to be opposing That's Marky Mark. Yeah. It works. He's a sweetheart and an asshole. Yeah. And sort of, I feel like, is he's, like, the, is he the highest paid male actor? I think he was, like, two years ago or something. Yeah. Yeah. He's just sort of, like, the the dictionary definition of, like, white mediocrity. <laughs> right? Definitely, yeah, yeah. Instead of like male mediocrity, <laughs> yeah, he's what everyone could not aspire to be. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Good enough. <laughs> That's like the, the Mark Wahlberg story. Yeah, yeah. yeah Mark well, Wahlberg. Okay. <laughs> I mean, remember they made the remember Entourage? They made a show about how horrible all the people around him and the people like himself were, and it was horrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like. There's so many, like, lenses to view his awfulness with, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's really something. And now we get to the kind of the final parts of the movie oh, with, yeah, like, the huh? big action Well, pieces. it keeps on going because, like, uh, they have, like, this thing where, at the end, Keiko and Marky Mark are going to run away together, mm-hmm. which, that's a crime. And, <laughs> but mm-hmm. he's got, first he's got to return his video because there was, like, this big smash up and he got the video back along with a bunch of money. Sure, so yeah. he goes to the video store. Everyone's really worried about that video. To return the King Kong Returns or whatever it is. Yeah. King Kong lives. I'm, I'm sorry, Johnny. <laughs> Seen this movie a lot. I should yeah. commit seppuku right now. <laughs> but he, they get, like, rammed by Lou Diamond Phillips' car. And apparently this is the only video store right next to a gorge. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and it's weird because Lou Diamonds Philip is is chasing uh Marky Mark through the forest in a car. Yeah. I don't know how that works. But it's amazing. <laughs> I like love the whole sequence. Like it's so very like man versus car. Right. Yeah. <laughs> if you didn't know that Lou Diamond Phillips was in there, you'd almost think it was just a force of nature. Right. You know? Like Christine. Yeah. 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 It was very exciting. <laughs> I liked it. I thought it was really stupid. Ah. Just because like this. I car think you're is... both right. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Goldilocks over here. All right. Yeah, yeah. Bringing us together on the podcast. It's very nice. So there's this big kind of shootout with Lou Diamond Phillips and, and Marky Mark in the video yeah, store. In the video store. Marky Mark, does he use his bungees again at some point? I don't know. He swings from a chandelier. It's very weird. Yeah, well, they all, yeah, he, like, they get up on the chandelier. That's where, like, the final thing video store with this whole, like, catwalk going around the upper layer. It's got, like, scaffolding and uh, a runway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think they did film Zoolander there later, yeah. It's sort of, it's sort of crazy. I mean, like, this is also, like, I think one of the, like, keys to this movie because the final ultimate scene really it all comes together in a video store Mm -hmm. yeah for like a movie that is kind of like about movies almost in a Mm -hmm. way like it maybe tries to subvert like these action movie sort of tropes and then like there's that video store kid and like he's us yeah and like (laughs) what's what that character is oh god (laughs) 
You're right. <laughs> He's just telling us to return the big hit before we finish it. Oh, but, man, he was so angry. Yeah. yeah. But that's a very, like, 90s, like, movie character trope, right? It's He's kind of yeah. like Jamie Kennedy in Scream or, like, the clerks of yeah. clerks. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. A video store he's, clerk. He's, like, the slacker character in this yeah. movie. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And just when Marky Mark is killed... The other character, he goes out and he sees the love of his life, this teenage girl he's kidnapped, who's finally rescued by her dad and her godfather. Then he runs back in. The building explodes. Right, her guardians. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. yeah, people who are watching out for her. Yeah. And it explodes, and we assume he's dead. Right. But, uh, but uh, do we? <laughs> <laughs> but then she yes. gets picked up from school, her high school again, not college. And there's a different limo driver because mm. her, it's her limo driver Junior again been shot and killed. Who's disappeared for the majority of the movie and then suddenly is back at the end. Yeah, because the other movie fell through that he was going to go do. So he came back just to get that paycheck. Hey. He's supposed to be in gross point blank. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And then he says something that's vaguely like what Marky Mark would say, like a line that maybe she would remember. Yeah. Which is a good callback. And there's a great callback in this movie when Marky Mark's there. He's like, do you want to run away forever? And she goes, you're the man. Sorry, I lied. That was not a callback. It was just a stupid line that yeah, she says for no like reason at the end of the And then they play like a movie. song that's like, you're the man. You're, the, you're man, the man. You're the man, man, man Something man. like yeah. that. Well, there's that whole sequence where they play that song and he's just like opening up all of his tools in the shed, oh. right? It's like he has a tool shed and there's like a secret thing that he opens and there's just more tools. And then there's a secret thing and that he opens and it's full of guns. Right. So you're saying that was playing then. he was opening his masculinity. Right. Uh-huh. And underneath was tools and guns. Tools and guns. Right. It makes a lot of sense, yeah, actually. for sure. And then they make out, and that's the rest of the movie. Uh-huh. Is them making out, but them not on the yacht that they were going to escape on? Just a long shot of the yacht, because I think they couldn't afford a yacht. No, right. it's, it's, it's a different it was, yacht. It was from a race that they were doing. Yeah. I have a question. I have lots of questions. <laughs> we can't answer them. Go on. Yeah. Because then she's like, and around the chase sequence of the movie, China Chow starts calling him Skipper. Right. Why? I have no clue. And then at the end, she's like, Skipper, you're back. Yeah. I think it's because he says that there's a yacht that they can steal to go away on together. Oh, right. And so she's like, a yacht? Okay, Skipper. I think that's what she's... Yeah. That was reference to Barbie's friend. (laughs) I don't know. I'm pretty sure he does, but I can't can't quite remember. This movie blended together so much. They yeah. actually didn't say his name that much, so I thought his name was Skipper towards the end for a while. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. And that's like, <laughs> Yeah. I mean, this movie wasn't like a huge hit or anything. Only in Canada. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, we like seeing our like little houses and forest areas. <laughs> being driven all over, yeah. Mm. Yeah. I liked Roger Ebert's uh, review at this. He says, I guess you could laugh at this. <laughs> You would have to be seriously alienated from normal human values and be nursing a deep-seated anger against movies that make you think even a little. But you could laugh. <laughs> oh, man. Four stars. <laughs> no, they did thumbs. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> One thumb down. No, that's the Gladiator podcast. Yeah. No, it, I, I agree with them. This movie has no thought in it. It, it doesn't encourage thought. Except yeah. to ask those questions like... Why did she call him Skipper? <laughs> that, yeah, that was driving me crazy. <laughs> yeah. And like the whole, it's like as soon as suddenly they're in that car chase, they're a couple. But I'm like, we're, there's like some missing pieces of this story. Like, how did we? And then he's like, if we're going to do this, like, I can't be the only one falling head over heels in love. I was like, <laughs> what? Yeah. The last scene, you, like, knocked her out. Yeah. And, and she, she was, knocked you out. Yeah, and it seemed like she was only acting like she liked you in an attempt to escape. I don't think Marky Mark can play love. That is not a thing that he has in his repertoire. No. And then Except she, for Wahlburgers. She's just, like, a constant adrenaline rush. Yeah. Count me. Like, I'm a cool girl. You could kidnap me again. Essentially, <laughs> well, you know he is just a, kidnapping her again. She's a rich movie, kid. Right? She's probably, you know, that's what they're like, right? Yeah. Rich well, kids. And then her dad is going to make a movie of... This is classic Patty Hearst. Of, her, <laughs> of his daughter's kidnapping at the end of, the mo- at the end of this movie, right? Right. Yeah. He's, get his fortune back. This right. is that movie. And this is that movie. He, 
Yes. He was the producer on this. Yes. He directed so this. Sense. He was uh, Che Kirk Wong. Mm. Oh, well, there you go. That's totally a lie. That's that's not true. That's no, not true I at mean, all. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but John Woo produced this movie. Yeah. So it seemed like it would be a John Woo movie. It's John Woo-ish. Kind of. Yeah. John I, Woo directed Hard Target, right? I think so, yeah. Uh, I feel like maybe. the action sequences are meant to sort of remind you of John Woo. Yeah, but they don't make much sense. Like, John Woo's action sequences, like, there's a story to them. They they kind of uh, – you can follow the shot. You can follow the action through it. But these were just like, let's throw bullets at things. Yeah, no, it's, it's bargain basement John Woo. Yeah. yeah. But some of them were good. Like, I would say the car chase scene had a lot – like, you could follow that. Everything sort of, like, happened in, like, a diamond pattern. It's really interesting. It's, and it's sort of like one car mm-hmm. would come from the left and then another would come from the right and then another would cross over. I found it kind of exciting. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. Sweet. It's a know. good defense. The, Take that. It, well, it's hard to defend this movie. That's why I'm saying any yeah. defense is a good yeah. defense. <laughs> yeah. I mean, ah, man, let's let's get to it. What did you guys think? I was, just, <laughs> I was about to tell you what I think, but I, I want to hear what you think. What, Rob, was this rewatchable? I don't know. You know, like I hadn't seen it before. And when it started out, the tone I thought was really weird. And I was like, I, just, I don't want to see like a movie where Marky Mark is just being a macho dick and, you know, mm-hmm. he's a hitman and all of this stuff. But like, I think there's like a lot of funny stuff in here. And a lot of it's problematic. Uh, like <laughs> a lot of the movies that we talk about on being this podcast. Being sexist and racist and yeah. homophobic. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're right. But, like... <laughs> Therein lies the problem. Yeah. It was still kind of, like, fun. Like, right. I really like Lou Diamond Phillips, and there's not a lot of Lou Diamond Phillips' great performances out there where he's given, like, a lot of screen time. And for, like, a huge chunk of this movie, it kind of almost seems like his movie. Mm-hmm. He's almost as much the protagonist as Marky Mark. He I mean, had, of he... course, they gotta, you know, give more of the white guy. <laughs> but he does have a more interesting character and a more yeah. interesting character arc because he's forced to... to kill his own friends yeah, uh, to save his own ass, yeah. which I, I find way more interesting than Marky Mark being like, I need to drink some Pepto. <laughs> no. I got to order some kosher like, food. <laughs> he's a better actor than Marky Mark, and he's much more interesting for sure. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. And so it's like mildly rewatchable for you or? Yeah, I mean, I would say like it's entertaining, you right. know? Like I don't think I would rewatch it. I'm not going to click on the file again. Right. But if I, like, saw it on TV, I might watch parts of it. Like, I think it's bad. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's, like... I think on the level of offensiveness, it's, like, offensive in the way that pretty much all of 90s movies are offensive. (laughs) Right. Yeah, yeah. And and it's equal offense? No, that's not a a defense of its offense. Uh, (laughs) What about you, Johnny? I mean, I never want to see it again. Okay. So that's maybe... And no, not re- on rewatchability. Re- yeah. I mean, I I have seen it a lot, so maybe I just sort of have maxed out on like my lifetime dose right. of the big hit. With, with when was this. the last time you saw it? Probably not since high school. Okay. But I remember seeing it a bunch back then. And yeah. one of the reasons I think like people at my high school were into it was because it had that small role for Robin Dunn, who was like a graduate of ESA. That's, oh, and he yeah. was That's most your arts high school that you went to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Topico School of the Arts. He was mostly Shout out. yeah. He was mostly seen in like straight to DVD sequels like he was right. in The Star of Cruel Intentions 2 and Skulls 2 <laughs> right. and American Psycho 2 and this was like Whoa, American Psycho 2 so the, awesome. yeah so but yeah. this was his like the actual feature movie and I think people were sort of like oh it's that guy who like went to our high school like that's kind of cool yeah didn't he, he come back right? didn't he come back to your high school or something like hang around I feel like he was hanging around sometimes. Yeah. Well, you, you went to high school with my fiance, so like she told me that. Yeah, was, he was kind of around. Which I think he was like probably like ten years older than us, so that's maybe weird. But I think I, I kind of remember. <laughs> yeah, he was him, trying like, to Mark Wahlberg. He was probably around. like selling drugs or something at that point. He was trying to kidnap a high school student. <laughs> but I also, I mean, another something that I found really like rewatching it, especially like with both his character and Lou Diamond Phillips's character, even though I find. Especially Lou Diamond Phillips, like very charismatic and fun. They are both doing this whole African American vernacular English, like kind of like blackface ish performance that I find very uncomfortable to watch. Right. Yeah. Like I feel like they have both been instructed to talk and act like the movie's idea 
of like a black criminal in the nineties. And it's, I find like, hmm. ext- I find that I find like every yeah, instance of that kind of excruciating, like cringy. But yeah. It's yeah. sort of interesting because this is a movie that's like not really made by white people. I mean, the mm-hmm, producers right. are Asian and Wesley Snipes was one of the producers. Yeah. So and it's like a notably diverse cast yeah, in some ways. Definitely. Lolly Gould gives a speech about it. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I am so impressed when I see Men of different color coming together. Yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of, I mean, in a, in a lot of ways, it's a great cast. Like, yeah. there's, Lou Diamond Phillips is great, Avery Brooks, Bokeem Woodbine, like, Elliot Gould and Lainey Kazan are both, like, treasures. Mm-hmm. I think Christina Applegate yes. is, yeah. We and haven't she talked d- about her, but she's she's funny. In this like, movie. She's, she's very funny, and she makes like, the most of the material. Yeah. It sort of reminds me of those stupid David Old Russell comedies where, like, actors are doing, like, the, like, uh, fucking. <laughs> What was that one? American Hustle? Oh, okay, yeah. Celebrities playing dress-up? Right. That's sort of yeah. like what this felt like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, they bit. weren't really celebrities at the time, I don't think. Well, yeah. I, I mean, mean, they were kind Christina of. Applegate was. Like, yeah. she had been in her own movies yeah. and stuff and came off the TV show. So. And I think China Chow is, like, super charming. And that was she kind did. of the main thing I remembered from this movie was yeah. that, like, I loved her and thought she was... Yeah. Kind of like a really dynamic performer. And I was like, whatever happened to her? Like, where? Yeah. What did happen to China Chow? As I think it's, I think like as an introducing, it's a great debut role. Sure. Or she, it's, yeah. I don't know if it's a great role, but I think she makes the most of it. She shows what she can do in a shitty situation. Yeah. Which a lot of actors can't do anything in a shitty situation. So, and if like if anything is selling that ridiculous romance between her and Marky Market is her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. It's yeah. It's weird that this was kind of like a diverse cast and diverse crew because the whole thing is like a white middle-aged American man's dream. Like yeah. it's you have a mistress and a wife and a fiance. Mm-hmm. You live in the suburbs, but the suburbs suck, man, because everyone goes and mows at the same time. Yeah, you at, can't even tell what house is yours. You might drive in the wrong driveway. Exactly. Like man, that sucks. Let's like the only way to like get. Your, your life back is to run off with a high school girl. Like it just, oh. it just seems like well, one of those kind of like coke dreams that it's producers like, don't have. Don't you want to abandon your Jewish fiance and your black mistress for like a Japanese school girl? <laughs> oh man! No, and that's kind of like yeah. what I'm saying is, is, is it's, it's very. It seems like it's very much from a yeah a coked out '90s middle aged well, man. I sort of think like mind. it's like. Made by people of color, like yeah. and marketed for white people, and yeah. so it definitely plays off like what they think, like what the fantasy is of, I guess, well, the I think typical American like, white male. It's also like a I mirror. kill people, you it's, know. Yeah, it, it's, it kind of like a, a mirror to other Hollywood action movies. Like it's like, oh, this is what you like, but it throws in everything from those movies, and you realize how freaking ridiculous it all is. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And in that way, I think this movie is kind of interesting, but I don't think that it goes beyond. Like I don't think it's satire. I don't think it's parody. I think it falls victim to its own trying to be the action movie thing it has going on. So I think it's mm-hmm. not rewatchable either. But no. there are some notable the things in it. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> you nailed it. Probably it probably comes off as a better movie if you are like a kid in grade seven who maybe hasn't gotten around oh, yeah. yet to face off or pulp fiction or like all of the other movies that this is kind of a worse version of. Yeah. Well, I don't even know if those are rewatchable. I don't I mean, know. We, we haven't done face off. We yet. haven't done face off. We, we haven't done we always pulp talk fiction about, yet. We always talk about face off, but I know that it's so rewatchable. I feel like, like I it must it be so rewatchable. <laughs> That's be. my suspicion. Yeah, because I feel like that pulled off what this movie tried to do because that feels like a satire yeah. of action movies in a way. It's just so big. And Anyway, but we'll talk about maybe. that maybe if we do maybe. Face Off. So thank you for joining us this week on Rewatchability. Thank you, Johnny, for joining us. Anytime, boys. You got, you got anything you want to plug? Oh, I do actually have nice. some things I could plug. Yeah, yeah. Plug away. Okay. One would be that I'm going to be hosting this, like, Valentine's Burlesque show. Oh, nice. Yeah. In Toronto, Ontario. In, in Toronto at the Revival Bar on Valentine's Day. It's called Vani Vidi Valentine. So it's like this ancient wow. Rome theme show. I'm going to be hosting it as Caligula. 
That's so amazing. if you want just some <laughs> That's with Boyle rewatchable movie. Yeah, it's, it's Boylasto and Skinhead Out of Sights. So if you go to boylasto.com, you can mm-hmm. find out about tickets. If you want to just have a really depraved Roman sort of anti-Valentine, I'd recommend that. Yeah. And the also, last show I saw was really good. It was like a couple years ago. All now. the shows are really yeah. good, and yeah, you, you should, should come go. more often. And then the other thing is that a short film that I made recently that Blaine, you were actually a producer on, you may recall. I helped. I helped. Yeah. Yeah, called Saturn Devours is going to be going up this week sometime on the National Screen Institute's online film festival. NSI.ca. Wow. Yeah, go to NSI.ca, look at the films, and, and you can see a movie that I made and that I'm in, and that you, I think you're visible in it, right? I'm I'm in a you I'm can in a see dance Blaine's scene. Horrific yeah. visage. <laughs> if you watch this movie, I am in an A-frame shirt in a dance scene for sure. Yeah. So yeah, those are those are my plugs. Nice, good plugs. And we're gonna plug rewatchability on our own podcast. You can uh, you can go to rewatchability.com to check out some episodes. Mm-hmm. You can subscribe and rate us on Apple Podcasts. That really helps us out. If you can't give us one, three, five dollars a month on patreon.com slash rewatchability. And if you can't do any of that, you can follow us at rewatchability on Twitter and uh, rewatchability at, on Facebook. Maybe just send in some fan fiction about a world in which Lou Diamond Phillips has Marky Mark's career. Oh, that's <laughs> nice. Right? Yeah. yeah. Imagine that world. Yeah. Or, or the script to The Big Dick. <laughs> <laughs> we would read that. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.